Hello, and on this very special episode, we leave Smallville and head to Mercy Bay or Mercy Reef and Chicken and Arthur Curry. Um, we are watching the pilot for the failed Aquaman TV show. My son's story begins in the ocean, a place full of secrets. Although he lives among you, he was born in the darkest reaches of the sea. I'd hoped to teach him the ways of the world, how to lead a good life and become a good man. But then, I was taken from him. Do good with your life. Not AC. Look, you're under arrest for breaking and entering. You want to know the real reason why I freed those dolphins? Because I felt like they were calling to me. What are you saying? You can talk to fish now? Dad, I went from holding my breath for five minutes to being able to breathe underwater. I can swim faster than a cigarette boat at full throttle. How do you explain any of that? All these files contain pictures of people who have vanished in the Bermuda Triangle. I want you to join us, Lieutenant. Help unlock the mysteries of the Triangle. I remember the day your mother's plane went down. Who are you? An exile like you and your mother. Exile from where? Atlantis. Can you say hi to Captain Nemo and the Little Mermaid for me? You can't run away from your true calling, Orin. So if Atlantis exists, then how come no deep sea probe has been able to discover it? Because it's cloaked in a shroud no modern technology can penetrate. The Bermuda Triangle. If you look hard and long enough into the deep, something's going to start looking back. I'm Lou Gonzalez. I'm Alan Muir, and with us is Cammy. Hi. Uh, <clears throat> Good way to start an episode with uh, people I know. Yeah. I gave, I gave a thumbs up if you did not hear that. Well, like, I actually thought you were coughing because you didn't have you didn't have access to water, which is <laughs> I actually, key in this episode. <laughs> I thought that was the same thing because when you get beat up, like we see at the end of the episode, you just pour some water on your face and drink some. And then you're good to go. It's basically that meme where, like, the guy pours water on himself while he's doing the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is a very interesting show. So it was a pilot that was made in 2008. They were the concept of they actually ended up doing with the Arrowverse and doing a spinoff show with Aquaman, starring the now superstar Justin Hartley, famous for the show that just came back, This Is Us. Like multi Emmy winning show with multi Emmy winning actors. I don't remember if he was nominated. He is definitely one of the bright spots on that show. And it is kind of crazy to see the cast that they put together for this. Because compared to like the cast of Smallville, this has much bigger like names for the time. Because I would agree with you, but I would also be like, I have no fucking clue who any of these people are. I know Justin Hartley because I've watched Smallville. And then also This Is Us is like, the shit now but like the girl who dies and like the black dude with the mustache and oh, the yeah, dad ving rames yeah. have you never no seen idea. pulp fiction uh oh wait was he like the the dude the in pulp giant, fiction? yes the giant black man in pulp fiction yes he's <laughs> also been man. he's also been in like every mission impossible movie with tom uh tom cruise i thought he was like a, a green mile reject when i saw him no and then oh he's also God. He was also the voice of Arby's for, like, the last five years. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's, like, a very <laughs> well-known <laughs> actor. Oh, well, he's he has... uh, very lovely, and if his family is listening, um, you're not. Um, but, yeah, so Ving Rhames plays the, like, wise old black man in this TV show, which we got a lot during this time period. Uh, we also have to, you know, round out... The one thing I'd have to say... Um, they did an interesting thing with, like, the diversity in this show. 
Um, cause you see it in Smallville, but I guess because it's centered around like high schoolers, it's a little mm. bit different, but all the other people are all adults. Cause you have his multiracial adopted father, Lou Diamond Phillips, who's mm. also a, he doesn't do anything now, but he was kind of a hot name back in the nineties and the eighties. The uh, kids may know him from the radioactive music video by Imagine Dragons with all, with the puppet fights. Was he the puppet? No, no, he's he, like the bad he guy. He got his ass kicked by the puppets. Oh, shit. Yeah, but he was also in Young Guns, and then he was in the, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the uh, Richie Valens movie, uh, La Bamba. He was the star uh, of that. Uh, but he was really big in like the... He was also in a movie that I had, that I fell in love with, even though I shouldn't have, because I had to watch it in school, a movie called Stand and Deliver. Oh, Stan Deliver's awesome, where he plays like a super vato with, yeah. um, what's the, what the hell's his name? Edward the James teacher. Almost. Yeah, Edward James Almost. Or Admiral Adama. Yeah. Hmm. But he hasn't really done anything in a long time. Like, so the last big thing I saw him in looking through like his stuff was, oh my god, I'm having to like really scroll. Uh, Courage Under Fire, which was the Denzel Washington uh, it's where Matt Damon like lost all like all that weight, I believe. Yeah, with Meg Ryan and stuff, where it's like a weird military investigative. Yeah, but we can go back to talking about what we're actually supposed to be talking about, which is this awesome show. Um, it's so awesome. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like okay, but it's not great. It's I feel like the, like I don't. I haven't watched Smallville in a while, but I feel like the acting in this episode it just was particularly worse or just like way cheesier. I know it's like a pilot episode, you have to like introduce everything, but just like the way the guy from Pulp Fiction is like, Ugh, keep the change, as if that's like a badass oh, line. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like I think the difference in the two shows is this show got arguably bigger names, but that they're not known for like doing roles. TV. TV, but also roles that were, that are like nuanced. Yeah. Because the, the three best parts of Smallville, what me and Alan talk about usually is Michael Rosenbaum plays Lex, John mm. Snyder, who plays Jonathan Kent, and, um, I always screw up his name, Glover. John that, Glover. John Glover that plays Lionel Luther. And Jonathan Kent, he hadn't really done anything since Dukes of Hazard. But if you watch that show and Glover, like, they really carry like a gravitas and like, emotional stuff in the show and i guess that's what lou devon phillips and bing rings are supposed to do but they really don't at all they definitely don't like duke's a hazard guy and guy from gremlins 2 are so great in that show but this just feels like they're just really trying to force everything at once like they really wanted to like shove everything in this episode as possible just like this is what is happening like there was no reason for there to be like this weird long fight at the end, despite it, how cool it was and all its cheesy CG, whatever. It was just like, it felt like too much. Well, that's like one of the things I was thinking. I was like, this shit, this pilot must have been so expensive for them to film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, while well, the budget was, I think, like seven million. Jesus. Cause like, yeah, they're unlike like the other CW Warner Brothers shows. And unlike Smallville, like, they didn't film in Vancouver, like we were talking about earlier. They ended up filming in, you said Miami? Mm-hmm. No, no, In for this, they, they did can they shot in Canada for Smallville. They shot this in North Miami. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They shot this show in North Miami. Like, that's a, probably a lot more expensive than filming in Vancouver. And also just, like, the places they go, like, seeing, like, a real-life, like, airplane hangar place, that looked like that was probably the most expensive place to shoot. And they only do it for so, such a short amount of time. And there's a lot of CGI in this yeah. TV show for, like, this time period. Like, there's the multiple chain, like, the, the what we see is the siren agent Pilecki's character, uh, who's also in this, which is, again, really goddamn weird that she is. Um, and then there's, like, all the plane shots, like, the weird water cannons from the ocean. And mm-hmm. there are things in this epi- this episode, though, that I thought were really interesting and actually was like, ooh, I want to see where that's going. Like, the whole subplot with the government agent guy, which is hilarious because he was on an episode of Smallville in season one as, like, a bad guy of the week. What was Rick, uh, Rick Peters? Yeah, he was in the episode where, like, if he shakes your hand, like, you do what he says. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, like, episode five or six in season one. It's, called it's, it, it's a really good episode. Well, they're all good. They're Smallville episodes. Um, but there are a bunch of things that, like, I just didn't understand, the, like, the change in the Aquaman lore. Like, with calling, yeah. with calling him Orm, I, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, I don't understand why that's a thing. Maybe they were trying to do, like, a, a thing with, like, oh, your real name's Toby, but, like, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, no, no, I think you're right. I Like, where it's like, oh, this is your Atlantean name, but, like, you he chooses Arthur over it because of his adopted dad. Yeah, but, like, isn't his adopted dad technically the king of Atlantis? They kind of explain that, where they're like, we have to pretend that, like, oh, no, your father wouldn't know. Well, no, like... I thought from listening to it, like, his real dad, like, so in this, he's not half and half. Like, he's full-blown Atlantean. And his mom escaped with the help of Ving Rhames and then fell in love with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, who has no idea that they're Atlantean. Yeah. So he's just kind of, like, a bumbling fool in the whole thing of, like, not knowing what's going on. So it kind of is a bumbling fool, though. Like, the... the I was, like, checkmarking all, like, the cheesy lines that they had, or, like, the he's, stereotypes. In, instead of being the Kents, he's he's Aunt May. No, he's totally Aunt May. That's, like... like a really whiny Aunt May. Yeah, and it's, like, he's... <laughs> and they're trying to make him out... I guess he's supposed to be, like, a Coast Guard badass, like, uh, high-up-in-command kind of guy. Yeah, he is Hawaii 5 Yeah, exactly. And then, I don't know, like, I, the other thing I really did not like was, I don't even remember her name, but the bartender girl. Oh, yeah, does she, she dies, right? Or, like, doesn't? I don't know, she gets stabbed, like... She gets, like, a handful, like, fingers through her chest. So, which was probably an expensive effect, and I was very, I was very surprised, I was like, ooh, this is, like, really violent for, like, uh, one of these shows. Like, even today, like, that was pretty graphic. That would not be, like, TV-14 now, for sure. No. Which I guess is probably also another reason why it didn't go through, is, like, really would have had to, like, clean it appropriate for the Flash crowd or the Smallville crowd. And it's also, like, also strangely more sexual than Smallville, which, again, they're in high school in Smallville. And there are times, like, we've talked about in episodes where, like, there was a skinny-dipping part in one of the episodes um, with Clark and Lana, but, like, that is, like, right off the bat here. I guess it's, like, the difference that they're 
they've got to be over 20. He's got to be over 21 because he works at like a bar. Yeah. And there's a line that Lou Diamond Phillips throws out where he says, you should be at Stanford, not... Not fucking saving animals. Yeah. Yeah, which was like a whole other weird thing. And then with the girl, like, he just kind of like throws stuff at her and she just like accepts it so quickly. He's like, yeah, like, they were the dolphins. They were calling to me. It's like, ah, that's... And then later on when he's like, yeah, so like my dad was king of Atlantis. So you should close up shop and, shop and leave because that crazy bitch is going to come back. And, and she's, she's just like, okay, I'll go stay with my sister in Tampa. Because you're serious now. I believe yeah. you because you're serious. <laughs> like there was just that whole moment was just so forced and just like, no, we have to get the plot going. We can't like over explain it to her. We have to like just figure out a way to like get her out of the scene. Yeah, like, with, there's, like, so much, there's, in a one-episode pilot, there is so much going on, though, because that's, we haven't even talked about the whole, really, the whole, like, secret government side plot that happens. Yeah. Which is so, it was interesting, but, like, really kooky at the same time, but the, so, what I got from it, let me know if you guys thought different, is, like, basically, there's Atlantean sleeper people, like, sleeper cell people walking among us. In this show? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's like a like an X Files kind of thing, yeah. like where they're like trying to like figure it out, or like, no, there's like totally some some bullshit going around that but we have to figure it out. Why do they look like people who went missing in the Bermuda Triangle? Well, maybe that's like their Atlantean recruiting strategy. They just get people who float or like you know get towards Bermuda Bermuda Triangle, and they're like, now you're just a fish person. This is what you are now, because you crashed near us. You're a fish person. Yeah, I guess, because, like, the the thing is, so we see two of these people. The first one is the one that's there to warn Arthur. Yeah. Um, who ends up getting off by Adrian Pilecki, who's a siren. Uh, Nadia. Nadia, who's a siren, which I guess they were going to go real hard into, like, the magical aspects of um, Atlantis. Oh, and this reminds me, we get to see... I don't even know how to describe this besides the goofiest, lamest thing to show that you're from Atlantis, which is a seahorse pendant on a really bad necklace. Yeah. <laughs> the cheapest looking necklace possible. Oh, like, they spent $2 on the two of them at, like, some, like, uh, like, si- like sidewalk salesperson of Miami Beach. Do you really think they bought two of them? They had the one and they, like, made them swap it. <laughs> I only think there's two because I feel like there's like one shot where he's has his and then is holding it and then sees him with it. Mm. And maybe it's like one scene where you like one shot where you see them both with it wearing it. But I could be wrong. But it's still so it was the dumbest thing like that they did in the whole show. Like there was nothing like there's no cool design you could have. Like there's so many Aquaman designs that are like basically the Illuminati symbol, like the Freemason symbol. That would have been so much like more just. All right, that makes sense. Other than a seahorse, what seahorse has ever helped Aquaman except for in that terrible cartoon? I that's oh, that, most likely why. It, yeah, it, yeah. But it's like it doesn't. It's like it's leaning into the joke of Aquaman and not like doing any of the cool stuff about him. Um, yeah. But the only there are a couple other funny that are very Smallville things like him wearing orange for like most of the episode, like an orange uh, mm-hmm. sleeveless shirt. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like some other things. What did you think of the Adrian Pilecki outfit that they had her in? Um, oh, like the villain siren bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, she's like in a seaweed bikini, I think. 
she looked like way more like risque than I would ever have thought. I was like, this is there is not a lot to the imagination going on. Like it was like, nah, you're pretty much almost naked, but you've got like some gross fish food across you. It's just funny to see her go from this, and then she did. She was in that Wonder. She was Wonder Woman in that bad Wonder Woman pilot, and then she is Mockingbird in Agents of Shield, and she was also the fake Supergirl. In which show? Oh, oh, she was in. I didn't know she was in Smallville too. Yeah, oh, uh, they just like re- season three or four. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think it's at the end of season three. Oh wow! Is that the season where they like do the whole like? Uh, Clark is God to that church or whatever, that small town. No, no, it's the one, it's where they lean heavily and onto, into the, uh, Kwachi caves. Ooh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. They spent way too much time on that. Well, it was <laughs> like, caves. I think me and Alan have talked about, there's a lot of stuff that they do in those earlier seasons as like a kind of pseudo version of like the Fortress of Solitude because they just never thought they were going to get there. So the yeah. Quachi Caves is like proto Fortress of Solitude because they never thought they would actually get to like season eight where they could use it. Mm. Yeah, that's huh. So there's like if you watch like a lot of the early, especially like season one, there's like a lot of the uh, villains of the week that are like, oh, this is kind of like a crappy version of this guy. This is a not real version of this guy, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but those characters actually end up showing up later on down later on down the line. Yeah, and even like uh, they call like. The barn on the second floor, like his fortress of solitude. Oh yeah, there's tons of inside jokes in that show. We do get a couple in this, like there's like the talking to fish thing. And... Yeah, you're not you're not gonna talk about the blatant as uh, Arthur is drowning, nearly drowning. The whole that wide shot of the uh, whales. Oh, I actually thought that was an amazing uh, idea for that, and I was like actually really surprised. I was like, oh, one, this is an expensive thing for them to make. I was like, oh, this is kind of badass. Like, that he gets saved by whales while he's, I guess, subconsciously called them. Yeah, it's almost like a like a Harry Potter situation where, like, he doesn't, like, know that he's doing it, but he, like, kind of wants it. Yeah, which, again, that's like what I'm saying. There's, like, a couple of little things in here that were really interesting. Like, I actually think that the whole sleeper agent idea was a really cool idea. And I was like, ooh, I would actually like to see that show. And the fact that the, I don't even, the, the guy, man in black guy, wants the girl to join his team, and then they reveal that she's one of them. Yeah. That I was, was like, actually pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's a cool ass twist. Cause like, she definitely knows that, and then Arthur had saved her, and he's like, oh, I'll add, you know, I won't call you crazy until after you're off of painkillers or something. Mm. Like, there was a lot of little interesting things in this. Um, but there was also a lot of cheesy, terrible things. Like, them having to break the flask. So I had such a problem with the breaking the flask moment. Yeah, that was like the weirdest so MacGuffin he, to use. He has a glass flask that he carries around with him. So that thing could shatter at any time it's in your pocket if you hit something. Um, but it's full of water because, of course. And then he cuts his restraints with them and then just rips off in rings. So if he could do that, why didn't he do that the whole time? To show him. It's about the journey. Uh, oh god and that was the worst part like i was waiting for that to be something like i was like oh is he gonna open this up and it's like that aquaman like spearhead a symbol yeah like, that's or something all cool. I want. 
Or like in like an armored shirt, like the his like real armored shirt kind of thing that he mm. could wear. And no, it's a goddamn copy of Henry the Henry the Fourth. Parts one and two, which is like, what the fuck were they gonna set up? Like, they have like three different plots, like villain of the week, the sleeper agent stuff, and then like his book report for each episode. You say that, but they actually had the first thirteen episodes planned out. Uh. Oh, I did not read any of this. What were the first? Th- Please inform me. What were the um There was a possible like with a possible one being McCaffrey getting captured and and going back to Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Mythology around Atlant Atlantean mythology was supposed to play a role in the series. Mm. And there were gonna be ocean polluters, the little oil companies. So it it would have been basically ecoterrorism in the show. All right, so it's like a mix of Reading Rainbow and Captain Planet. Yeah. Well, they who, would, set, who wouldn't want that? They definitely set that up well, heavily in this. I mean, first... the, the WB at that point. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, wouldn't want this show? I mean, it's canceled. Yeah, I did not realize that around the same time they also actually this came out after the Terrible Birds of Prey TV show. Oof! Yeah. Which was in the same network. And was like in the future, so I'm wondering if like maybe that also had an expensive pilot and I, the pilot I mean, certainly felt expensive. I've seen like a few episodes of that. Like that show felt like way too expensive for what it was doing. Yeah, well, it was the Birds of Prey show was very much like a challenge to crap. Was the Jessica Alba show that Fox had? Oh, Dark uh, Angel. Yeah, like I felt like they were in the same. Ripped Ball off, fork. or the show that James Cameron made that he ripped off from someone else, from from someone or something else. Avatar. <laughs> no, that I think he ripped off from Titanic in some weird way. <laughs> I did that or Aliens. Yes, he he ripped off. Yes, everything James Cameron does is fake. So don't don't worry about it. <laughs> As we speak, he's still he's he's in that little pod in the ocean trying to find the bar can't find it (laughs) there's just no bar low enough for james cameron and his thieving malicious intent so we were talking about aquaman yeah so i did not realize this this actually came after the episode with aquaman on smallville yeah which is super weird because yeah partly is not even i don't it just breaks my brain how much like they just didn't think about how the fact that there were two different Aquaman, like, and then Justin Hartley became Green Arrow. Well, yeah, they, they basically liked him so much in the show, even though they didn't pick it up, they wrote him into Smallville. And then their other idea was to, instead of that they were throwing around for Aquaman was also to make a Lois Lane series that they Hmm. did not do. I I just find it funny that, Smallville. It's either it's either that or Bruce Wayne show. Aquaman. It's either that or Lois Lane show. We'll go with we'll go with Aquaman. I mean seriously, like I I after Lois and Clark the New Adventures of Superman. I'd I'd like to see I would have liked to see a Lois Lane show. There there's only like one version of that show, like a Lois Lane show that I would be interested in. If that's if they did like young Lois getting into the Daily Planet as, like, a hardcore investigative journalist, where she's, like, really, like, on the streets trying to break big, big news stories. That'd but be I, cool. I think that would work now, 
Uh, but I don't think that would work ever before. Like, I think that you could take, like, a super serious approach with, like, Lois like that. But I feel like they'd still have to force in, like, Love oh, the fucking plasma dude showed up and I have to write about it. You know, like, they have to bring the villains in just to be like... Yeah, well, that they would Gotham it. Yeah, which was also fucking terrible. Oh, I bet I gave that show one season. Yeah, like, my thought would be, like, you basically do her sh- her thing, which Gotham should have done, is that, like, the last season, you have, like, the idea of Superman coming around, and then mm. the final episode is her going to do the interview for, like, with the one-on-one with Superman, and that's how you close out the series. That would be cool. So, I was wondering why the guy, like, the sheriff who arrests Aquaman in the, or Arthur in the beginning... I was like, he looks so familiar. Where is he from? And I, and I realized this guy was the he was the guy led into the rave in the in Blade One. Oh, huh. You know, I was totally getting some Blade vibes from this whole episode, especially with the CG. Like, it totally oh, yeah. felt like the first Blade movie. And the first Blade movie was like a decade before this TV show. <laughs> it looked just as good. Um. But there are some, like, I did not realize this, but um, the pilot, the, I don't remember her name, the female pilot. So mm. she was, she's basically cast in this show. This is basically the only, like, TV stuff she ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was Miss Universe in 2001, as well as being Miss Puerto Rico. Mm. So, like, this was, like, one, the CW and um, Smallville had a tendency of doing this as well. Um, in season one, there's like a three or four episode stretch where there is a, I can't remember what her name is, Kelly Brooke, I think. And she was just like the FHM, like top 100 list or whatever. So they put her in as like a Lex, um, romance person. Ah. So like, yeah, they had a tendency of doing that with a lot of like the ancillary character, like especially the ancillary, like female characters. Mm. So I just want to say that whoever this person I'm reading, I'm looking at just the release bit on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, this uh, this person, uh, Neil Calloway, said or described this this pilot as "Saved by the Bell: The Underwater Years." That is perfect. Wow. That yes, perfect. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, like, do you guys have any other like? big thoughts on the show or like what you thought about it in particular like would you have watched this show when it came out like like i watched smallville when it was coming out i i probably would have watched this i did not watch i think maybe i tried was that show again birds of prey Mm. but i probably would have tried this show at the time like that's the other thing you have to kind of give it a little bit of credit because it was coming out in 06 yeah so this is 12 years ago also pre Jeff Johns Aquaman like, reboot. like re- fix, fixing Aquaman like he did Green Lantern. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like if I was watching if this show came out now and it looked just like this with like better CG obviously, I don't think I would mostly cuz I'm not like, I'm not catching up on Flash right now. I'm not watching any of those shows, but like if I was watching at the same time as Smallville, I probably would. It looks fun, you know. First episodes are always a bad impression. Yeah, I think this, I guess the idea was they were trying to make it a more grown-up Smallville with this. Mm. 
Um, and also, like, it seems like a much smaller cast, obviously, because they're not in a high school. So there's only, like, six people. Yeah. Like, a a bad guy of the week. It could totally work. I would totally, like, this could be, like, a three or four season thing. I'd be like, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, The only thing I would, I, I just feel like conceptually, compared to Superman, like, you have to stick him in the water so much that that's so expensive. Oh, I yeah. I think that's what doomed the show. Is that, like, there's so much water shots. Like, they can't, there's, you can't have, like, ha- like three quarters of your episodes where he's not swimming. He has to swim all the time. So you just need to have, like, so much camera equipment and, like, cool stunts and that jacks up your insurance. Cause, um, Hartley talked about in an interview that, like, he had a panic attack during one mm-hmm. of the, the, scenes that they shot underwater i don't remember which one um because they basically it's same thing they did with um rosenbaum was playing lex they basically have like a scuba guy under the water and Mm -hmm. just like keep you under and then they give you like um they have like a thing to put on your face to give you oxygen and then keep you down there so you don't get to go up to the surface but you also don't have scuba gear on but you're just like it looks like more realistic than having like a full set of thing on yeah and then you will um and Rosenbaum's thing, he was strapped in a chair. I think in this, maybe Hartley said that he was wearing something to kind of keep him weighted down so he wouldn't float mm-hmm. as much. But, like, I don't know. There's, like, a tons of things. Like, this would have been interesting, but I think I would have watched it then. But I still, I don't even think they could do this show now. I just think it's too expensive of an idea. It's also, definitely too expensive. Also, there's the, I'm blanking on his name. The dude. Uh, or as I call him, not Roman Reigns. Oh, you mean the movie? I was going to bring that up, like... Momoa, that guy. Yeah, Jason Momoa, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there is the movie that's going to be happening now, and actually, watching this show, I was like, oh god, I can really see them doing very similar things with that movie, plot-wise. Oh, definitely. But that movie's going to be awful, but just look beautiful. That'll be like, that's just going to be the only good thing about the movie, so... Yeah, it's going to... it's going to be, like, Fast and Furious? (laughs) No, it's going to be a better-looking Green Lantern. Oh my yeah, God. with less jokes, probably. Yes. But, like, the if you take Ving Reigns and remove him and put in Willem Dafoe, like, it's basically the same character. And then they have, like, the whole mother plot and that he's he's being hidden away from Atlantis. And then if you make Adrian Pilecki's character, I can't remember what they're called, but they're using in the movie, like, the Breach or the Dread, the Drench, something the like that. Marinara's Trench. Yeah, they're like, um, I think, yeah, it's, I think they're trenchers or something. They're like actual fish people with like claws. They look similar to how they designed her character, but they have legs. Mm-hmm. So they're like more fishy people. They're more so, like real sirens. Yeah. Which we didn't even go into the whole siren thing and her being like a evil mermaid, but it was, it looked goddamn ridiculous. And they had like, like the riffraff teeth. Oh my god. Her her teeth when she was in human form, I was laughing. <laughs> it was pretty rough. Like I was like, she has to have like some weird mouth thing in there, or they like because it didn't look like CGI, it looked like she had some like thing in her mouth. Like a grill, yeah. Yeah. Like wet uh like wacky Halloween teeth, but they were like mean. <laughs> mean Halloween teeth that are just like rubber and she's like constantly sucking on them. Oh god. Don't even cover her face. Actually, like, I kind of felt bad for her. Like, she kind of... She got the short of the stick, for sure. Yeah. Like, she's mostly half-naked, and then she's transformed into a fish monster. And then when she turns back, she's still half-naked, but then has these goofy teeth in her mouth. 
and then she gets an arrow into her forehead. I mean, the way you're describing it, it sounds like an 80s horror movie that I would watch. <laughs> there were definitely, like, some... Like, if they would have... Again, this would make the show way too expensive, which I guess, guess is why their ideas were, like, eco-terrorist stuff. Mm. Um, but if they could afford to keep going with, like, more of this, like, underwater stuff, like, it would have been interesting to see, like, oh, all right, so a siren couldn't get him. What can we send after him next? And I would have, yeah. like, a season finale would have been, like, them sending up, like, King Shark or something. They totally would have had, like, a walking shark that, like, looked like uh, that part in Moana where Maui is, like, part shark. Oh, well, that's King Shark. He's, um, I don't know if you watched, he, they've used him in Flash. Oh. They, there oh, is a yeah, D- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah, he, there's an actual DC character that is a walking shark. There's also one that they could have also used, which is Orca, which is a walking female, uh, it's a woman scientist who turned herself into a walking Orca. Didn't, didn't King Shark show up also in the 05 Green Lantern run that Jeff Johns did? He, they, they throw him around all the time because he's really easy. They change his, who he is. They actually change the shark that he is all the time as well. Like sometimes he's a great white, sometimes he's a hammerhead. Um, and they change his origin constantly. So sometimes, like currently he's like one of the Atlantean, like, um, underbelly, like, people that are actually like changing into more animalistic creatures. Other times he's like in the Flash show, it's like a scientist. That kind of did like a like a man bat or a lizard thing, and turned himself into a shark person. Mm-hmm. And then they've also made him like a de- like the son of a like a Hawaiian deity. There's they just have to figure out they just figure out new ways to make him a talking shark person. And talking yeah. is very much in quotes. Like, does he always talk then, or is he always just like? No, rah, sometimes rah, rah, rah. sometimes he's just like rah 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 and like biting people. I prefer. Her- I prefer the the Young Justice Bridge version. Oh, from um, the Arkham. That's the <laughs> yeah. worst version. That's the best version. Where, where he's has... just ta- where he's Groot. Yeah. Wait, was that like the the animated movie that was like yeah, Suicide a... Squad? Yes, and they had King Shark in there instead of Killer Croc, and it's like the most not King Shark. He's literally just like a dude with a metal. He's um Baron Underbite basically. Mm. Mm-hmm. From uh, Venture Brothers. <laughs> Gosh, that. Those DC movies are getting, like, so... They're remaking what they remade, like, ten years ago now with uh, the death of Superman. That's... They're getting rough. Yep. Um, I guess, like, I guess the last couple of things uh, we'll go over. Did you... Either of you guys have, like, an MVP for this episode? Like, your favorite... Like, who did you like the most as an actor in this episode? Or character, I guess. Um, I would say I liked... No one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I liked anyone particularly in this show. It was all just a large. It was the Indian Ocean of mediocrity for me, and I was like, eh, it's all kind of the same. Nobody was like that great or like that bad. It was all like that was a little entertaining. That was a little silly. Nothing yeah. stood out too much. For me, it has to be, or it's a tie between Ving Rhames and Hardly. Yeah. Yeah, I had I thought about Hartley and I was like watching it, I was like, I can see how this guy had a thing that these people liked and that's why they used him in Smallville. And yeah, I be- see because I looked up the guy that they originally cast. Mm-hmm. As Aquaman or as Green Arrow? Uh Green not uh for uh Aquaman. Oh yeah, he does Leonardo's voice in the 
what do you call it? Ninja, the new Ninja Turtle movies. Oh. Like Bay, the Bay Turtle movies. He's the voice of Leonardo. Hmm. And he did the like the body work as well. No, no, I'm talking about the guy they cast for this specific pilot. Oh, they cast somebody else? Yeah, his name is Will Tolles, and he is a model. Ooh. Oh, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia, so... This is like yeah. a Back to the Future situation where like they just filmed like half of it, and they're like, nah. Actually, they ca- Miles and Miller, mm-hmm. they cast him, then CW just went, no. Fuck you. You're not having this guy play this this dude play Aquaman. We're getting we're getting a, someone prettier. Huh. Yeah, he's like definitely much more like square jawed and bulkier. I'm, I googled him. Um, but there's definitely like a charm in Hartley that he's very he, charming. Yeah, he's a baby in this. Like he's like super super young. Um, but like I can see the guy that is now on and is re- amazing on This Is Us. Like I see that guy in there. He's like a more sincere and less annoying Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh, that's actually like a really good description of him. Why isn't he Deadpool? Um, I like Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> no, I definitely like, yeah, no, he's good. <laughs> I definitely think Harley could get an easily another shot at a superhero and he would do really good with it. Oh, yeah. Why don't we see him on the movies more besides fucking TMNT? He's busy with, you know, yeah. Oh, the other, the other Aquaman or Hartley? No, Hartley. Yeah, I don't care about the model. Oh, no, no. Well, Hartley's on um, This Is Us. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lot of time to do a bunch of Alan stuff. Richardson, on the other hand, is busy working on Titans. <laughs> Although the other guy in This Is Us does a crap ton of movies. Um, That's in Black Panther and he's in Predators. The guy with the glasses? Oh, Sean yeah. K. Brown? Yeah. Yeah, he was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too. He was also on... Supernatural, and he just was, he was not good, not good at all. He was not good in Supernatural? Yeah, but then again, Supernatural is not awful. Supernatural is almost a spinoff of Smallville. (laughs) See, I've never watched it, but, like, my wife loves Gilmore Girls, so in my mind, it's a spinoff of, like, the one guy's character from Gilmore Girls and the one guy's character from Smallville, and they somehow met up and fight evil together though it's funny that you bring this up there was actually going to be a smallville a supernatural crossover and yeah now they keep, they keep talking about that they might do it with the arrowverse now because they're all buddies since they all know each other because they all are stuck in vancouver <laughs> they're filming like 10 months out of the year mm-hmm. yeah whenever they're not filming uh steven amell is just doing wrestling stuff or going on american ninja warrior and making everybody shit their pants that he's actually amazing at what he does Mm. Have you ever seen his run? He literally does the course in like a record time. Better than the naked guy? I've only seen the naked guy. And from Arrow? No, there was a guy who was on American Ninja Warrior who got naked. Oh no, no, I've never seen that. I'm not trying to be a hipster here when I say this, but I preferred Ninja Warrior when it was Japanese back on G4. Oh, well I preferred, yeah, well the best show ever was, um, Oh man, I can't remember the name of it. The it was Wipeout, but like Wipeout isn't the real one. The one that they did in Japan, but then they overdubbed it. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I am too old, and neither of you have seen this. No, no, I'm talking about yeah. you're talking about uh, Most Extreme Elimination. Yes, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, and all I remember is like Baba Ganoush. <laughs> like I have, I have memories of watching of that show sporadically when I was like ten 
or nine or ten, and like I turn on Spike TV, be that would be on. Then it would go to either Velocity, Raw, Heat. You all had a very different childhood than the one I had. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I'm 31, so I don't know how old you guys are. I don't. I know Alan's younger than me. I'm 18. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm 24. Okay, oh. so me and Alan are like pretty similar. We yeah. can be like I watch Rugrats. I watched Rugrats too, but I was probably too old. You probably watched Rugrats after they give Tommy a little brother. Yep. Yes, yeah, so you don't Pro- even know. Prior to doing to record, prior to this recording, I was watching uh, old episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, this is how Alan spends his time. I think we have um, gone off on a crazy tangent because I really thought there was going to be a lot more to talk about with this show since I'd never seen it before. But it is no, it really just—it's a bad pilot. Like it's a—it's not—it's a, a meh pilot. It's—it's it's a meh pilot that feels like bad, bad to watch. Like you just kind of like I need to watch something else after this. Yeah, it's. It's a pilot. Like, I'm like, oh, there's cool ideas in here because they never explored them. This looks really like they spent a lot of money, ex- and they spent a lot of money on the cast, and the cast is just like not giving a shit at all. Yeah, except for Justin Hartley and then the guy from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else is really phoning in their stuff, and yeah, I just like it's it's whatever. Like if someone was like, oh, should I ever watch it? I'd be like, not really. Like unless you really want to see like baby Justin Hartley, there's no reason to see this. Yeah, they'll get more out of the Wikipedia page than they'll get out of the episode. Yeah, um, the only reason I would, depending on how that Aquaman movie comes out, is the only reason I would point somebody to this because if it's very similar in plot, I would just be like, "Want well, to know something hilarious? The same movie was done as a pilot, like <laughs> like twenty five, twenty years ago." Connor said that not Irving, uh, um, McGraw. Yeah, we keep talk. We keep saying that whenever this Flash movie happens. It's going to be season one all over again. Oh, yeah. Or it's going to be season one condensed condensed into a movie. I mean, how many times are they going to say, run, Barry, run? Well, that's Oh, okay. my God. That's going to be the tagline. <laughs> well, you act like that movie's ever going to get made. It's one of the 35 so. DC movies that have been said, and that's not in production currently. Booster Gold is not happening because the co-writer of that was Andrew Kreisberg. Yeah, well, they've been they were trying to do stuff with that for forever because they were trying to do a sci-fi show even before the Arrowverse they were trying to do a blue and gold mm, that's DC's just sad now <laughs> yeah that's not even the comic side which is like very quickly going very downhill mm. there's you know but um I think that just about wraps it up I'm okay, sorry your yeah. first uh, guest appearance is doing this pilot of this mediocrity no um, it's fine this makes it two podcasts now on the Los Hero where I go to a thing. This is this is, a, yeah, this is a Phantom Zone production. Oh, it's a Phantom. What the? Whatever. Isn't it on the same website? No. It's only what? the exact same people. <laughs> yeah, it's only same just people. the exact same it, people. Same same people, different with, with different organization. Ah, uh, so this is like a Parliament Funkadelic situation. Yeah. Mm. That's well, that true to it all. Uh, <sighs> but do you have anything to plug while you're here? While I'm here, um, you can check out. Um, I make music on decomposingmylefthand.bandcamp.com. It's pretty mediocre. You'll enjoy it though, because you need to give me money. 
and um, I write a few articles over at losharrow.wordpress.com, and I am currently figuring out another podcast that you'll eventually see that'll be full of actual conversation. And it's a, will it be a podcast that was out a long time ago? Yes, it is. A, it's the Batman Begins of podcasts, if you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. I'm, I'm glad to be here with people talking about terrible CW. And any time that you, if there is a, uh, special episodes that you would love to be on that you remember, just let us know. I'll definitely force you. There's no forcing here. <laughs> um, and then, Al, do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, well, first I have a question. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'll ask this after the show. Okay. <laughs> because technically it would be giving people some people hope or giving people a reason to unsubscribe. You know, I've, I'm just so amazed that you guys have an audience. <laughs> Oh, well, oh no, says, we're just we're just hanging on to the to the coattails of Phantom to of like Phantom Zone After Dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just mostly yelling into the void about a show that was on a decade and a half ago. It's some it's people don't care all about. Some people are surprised we've made it this this far. <laughs> mm. Rest in peace to all the fallen podcasts out there. Rest rest in peace, video game hour. All right. Um, Alan, what do you have to plug other than your wonderful smiling face? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that's a good question. I try my best. Los Hard Games well. is Los Hard Games, which, Ken, you're a part of. I, uh, yes, I have the chat muted, but I'm a part of it. <laughs> Why did the chat muted? Because I'm, I got up to a point where there were just so many people talking about so many things that I just oh, decided I to pretend like I was not there. Oh, I do that for the horror ones sometimes. Yeah, that just y'all are great, but y'all are <laughs> too much. But yeah. I will, yes, I am part of it. I will. You'll see me there. We are Probably. launching on the twentieth of this month. We yeah. will have co- the, the we will have content for. Hopefully, the next, or for the first two weeks, and when I say hopefully, I mean, if I have to, I'll kneecap some people. Mm. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Not you, not you. Okay, cool. You're ready. good. <laughs> and uh, Luis, I don't even know how to pronounce your name. Is that how you pronounce uh, it? Yes, technically, but most people just call me Lou, and um, yeah, I'm on Los Haro as well. I uh, wrote a couple things about Batman, and then I'm um, on the Phantom Zone stuff. Hopefully we'll have Iron Fist episodes out before Daredevil Season 3 comes out. Uh, we will catch you guys when we come back with Season 2 of Smallville. And we will probably be doing a little bit different than we did Season 1. That's all. in the deep you couldn't imagine in your worst nightmares. Well, that's reassuring. Thanks a lot.